Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature audiences only. It's Miguel Fuller. Holly O'Connor. And Scotty the Body. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only on Hot 101.5. Hello, we are back after having Indigenous Peoples Day off on Monday. And I've been looking through the Miguel and Holly fam slash platypus posse group. Mm. We are up to 308 members. Wow. That's, that's growing quick. That's a lot of people. Really cool. I don't know how many people I assume listen to this podcast, but I, I always four. figure it's about <laughs> 15 to 20. Yeah. I mean, so, there used to be this old radio joke uh, that we learned from mentors back in the day, like in the early 2000s, 90s, that... Whenever a new morning show would start, they would always say, we've only got seven listeners. You're one of the seven. Right. And then, you know, the show would become huge, but they would still just refer to their listeners as seven. Yeah. And that was always the inside joke. Oh, we never did that because of social media. But then I felt like with the podcast, it was actually just seven people. Yes. I was like, like, no, this is legit. I I, I get why they would have said that to morning shows like, and I get the the self-deprecation that comes from that. Right. But I feel also like it's so embedded in my brain that I never feel like that many people listen. Mm. And I know that's not correct. Right. Because I do know that, like, Miguel, people, like, so many people come up to you in public. I do know mm. that. Mm-hmm. So it it's like the realities don't line up. But right. in my mind, I can't ever think about the fact that lots of people might listen. Right. Like. It doesn't exist, like especially the podcast. I feel like we're doing this for us, mm-hmm. literally the three of us in this room. That's who we do the podcast mm. for, and approximately fifteen to twenty people who I'm like, I will always do it for them. Mm. I mean, it's not like it's better or or worse to have more or less people, but right. like I feel like I can know you personally, and I and that just. That's how it is. Well, you got to search out the podcast. Like, that's what's really cool. It's like that many people are searching it out and taking their own time. Like, in the like the radio fam's awesome because obviously you, you know when you're waking up, I'm going to tune in. But a lot of people maybe passively listen. It's just on. They don't even know it's on. It's yeah. just on the radio. But for the podcast, it's like I'm going to go to, you know, Apple Podcasts and type in Miguel and Holly Uncensored. And I'm going to dedicate this next 30 minutes to an hour to just listen. To that. Right. That's cool. Right. Like, that's right. really special. I know. The other day I even said I don't even listen to podcasts. So the <laughs> fact that you do, it's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Very special. Um, we do have someone coming on in a little bit to uh, talk about something really cool that's happening in Tampa Bay. Okay, a fundraiser charity type of thing. But I did want to give some shout outs from the group. Um, like Dose. Oof, geez. She lives in uh, Denver, but she listens. Oh, oh wow. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce your name because I would just be disrespectful. Um, and I wanted to get to some more questions that remember I had asked, we were talked about last week, right? Yes. So, hey, do you have any Q&A questions? I love a good Q&A. But what's really cool is I'm having to scroll down far in the group because you all have been so active and posting about stuff. Yeah. Yay. Um, in the, in the group on Facebook and like, yeah. even there was someone had posted about maybe getting some fam members together to do this like charity run. Oh. Um, together as like a Miguel and Holly team, which I thought was like really freaking awesome. Wow. That's what makes it super cool is when there's like a whole other community that forms. Right. That is on you. Right, right. I love that. It's just, it's so cool to just hop in every now and then and just to scroll through and see. And then everyone's just being so nice to each other Mm -hmm. too that it's not something like really crazy. Thank God. All right. Let's get, (laughs) let's see here. Uh, And hello to Francisco who's on YouTube right now. By the way, he's a 
He's a trooper. All right, Sarah. Let's see. I'm sorry. Uh, most recent. Here we go. Uh, Steph says, what has been your favorite Halloween costume you've worn in the past? Love you guys. That's a good one. Let's, I mean, I, my last one I loved, I wore a Halloween costume like a week ago for a Halloween party, and I dressed up as like Helga Hufflepuff, where I wore like a, a Hogwarts dress and a mm. wig, and I had my wand. It was very uncomfortable, but that was like, usually I don't really dress up for Halloween. I really don't. And this year, like, my girlfriend, you know, she loves dressing up for Halloween. Like, that's her thing. Loves theme parties. Is there a reason parties. why you don't? I don't know. It's just kind of like, well, I guess costumes in general, you wear it once, and then it just sits there, and it goes away, and it's like, okay, why do I, I spend all this money on it? Or... You know, I'm trying to think of other Halloween parties I've gone to, and it's like every other Halloween party has been, you know, have drinks, have a good time. I didn't need much. I think when I was in college, I would always do something that was easy, like go to the store and get like a dinosaur hat, wear no shirt and wear dinosaur shorts, and it would be funny. It was pretty simple. Like I never went all out and got like a costume. The last year, I went out in a donut costume. That was my costume. Like where you just throw it over your arms and everything, and it's like you're a donut. I like to do things that are funny, that kind of get your attention, but I don't like to put a lot of work into the costumes. I don't know why the other day. I just feel like recently, I just my patience have just been thin with everybody and everything. <laughs> oh, boy. And I had a friend recently, maybe a week or two ago in a group chat I'm in, we were talking about, like, what we would possibly be doing for Halloween, and one of them was like, well, you know I don't dress up for Halloween. Like, I'm just, ugh. And I don't know why. I, oh, like, <laughs> no. When Miguel gets over something, especially God. with one of his friends where he feels like he can be honest. <laughs> such a... He will light you on fire. Oh, well, gosh. I was just like, the world is fucking burning. Like, it, it, like, people can't get along. Like, everyone hates each other. Like, why not take a little time where you're actually enjoying, even if you don't like shopping for a Halloween costume, because it can be a little... Uh, stressful, but like even if you just like go get a dinosaur hat and you just do something ah. that's like fun that takes your mind off of everything. Yeah, why wouldn't you spend a little time on that? Like, do you think you're too good? No, okay, to so that's up? the thing. Like, I would and never I'm not go. You, I'm just yeah, saying, okay. and my friend, I was just like, well, to clarify for me, like, I would never go to an event dressed as nothing. Like, right. that is not me. Like, if you're gonna have a theme and there's gonna be something I could go as, and I have to think, I'm like, okay, I know what I'm gonna go as. I'm gonna go all in. I'm gonna show out. Like when we did a, like a zoo animals like walk around bar crawl. Like I got a whole inflatable hippo costume. Yeah, I was gonna say you're not averse. Like to hippos, I'm gonna get all the attention if there's gonna be any attention given. I'm an attention whore. Like I'll do whatever it takes. Really? Oh, you? No. What? No. I would have never guessed. That. Look at who's talking. Okay. Oh no, we right. see. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Everyone has seen. Yes. So if there's an opportunity, yes, I will strut my ish. But if there's nothing happened, I'm not gonna do anything. Mm. Holly, what's been one of your favorite Halloween costumes you've worn in the past? I can't really pick one particular favorite, but and I got on a kick where I just really like powerful women. Um, so my favorites have been when I was Wonder Woman. That's a good one. When I was Daenerys Targaryen. Mm. Whoa. Even when I was Ursula to my daughter's um Uma. That was really cool seeing it. I I never saw it in person. Yeah. But just on pictures, it looked really cool. It was fun. And I mean, I didn't do a great like you see the people on TikTok that transform themselves. Like, I, I'm not right. good at makeup, and I'm not good at, like, wigs. But I just got, like, a silvery gray wig, and I just put purple on. I bought, like, a kit from, you know, Party City. Um, and I just like that. I like powerful women figures. And it mm. doesn't necessarily have to be good because, like, Wonder Woman, that was cool. I did that. Ursula, not a, you know, not a hero, more of a villain, but really still cool, a, a powerful cool. 
character. So I just really like those. Mm. I can't say I have a favorite. Maybe if I had to pick, it would have been Daenerys Tar. I was two different iterations of Daenerys Targaryen over mm. the years. That's right. Um, I remember that. Like, I loved her. Ooh, that was my favorite. I really like my favorite. Yeah. Uh, being uh, a Power Ranger a few years ago. I think it was the last time we did the yes. Hot Haunted Manor. Yep. Um, why do you have that look, Scott? Because that was just a good costume. Like, it just, it was good. It was tight. Oh, like it was. <laughs> yeah. It was tight fitting. It was tight fitting. Yeah, it was, like, it was tight. Yeah, like, no. Let's just go with like, both. It was tight. <laughs> you <laughs> could see my dick print. Wow. We're on the podcast, I guess. But geez, Louise. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh God. Feeling very aggressive today. Yeah, I can, yeah you are. <laughs> Holy, you need a massage. Something. You need some tea. You need some CBD. <laughs> you need some CBD oil, CBD pills, oh. CBD something. Uh, no, but that was that was one of my favorite is uh, doing the because I love the Power Rangers and I had forgotten that growing up I was so obsessed with the Power Rangers and I always wanted to be one, but my mom was like. We didn't do name brand costumes like that. Yeah. It was always like, I got a clown wig from the well, dollar store. Yeah. Also, it was different when we were kids. Right. They right. didn't really do a lot of costumes until like it got almost till later on. Like we had to make up our, our own shit. Like if you didn't have someone in your family that sewed, sorry. Well, they, hold well, on. I'm actually a little older than you. So I'm about to say, at least when I was in elementary school, they, they had the masks. They oh, had, like, yeah, that's what we always did. Right, because I remember at school, some of the kids, this was probably third or fourth grade, probably third grade, they had the Power Rangers mask, and mm. I just remember being like, that's my fucking mask. Like, you uh, don't have to, like, get me the whole, I mean, because I don't think they made them then. Yeah. But I was like, at least just the mask, but then I was always just a clown or bum. My mom loved the bum costume. She would take her makeup and just, like, Put it all over me, and I'm like, it's kind of offensive now, is it? Actually, yeah. Actually, in the list of things, what not to be for Halloween, you cannot be a homeless person. Yeah. And yeah. that would be like a homeless person. Yeah. But that would be the stereotypical bum from back in the day. Right. Because you can't do that now. Actually, at, literally, as I was saying, and I'm like, that's offensive. That's kind of offensive. We all, you're I'm fun. sorry. I'm sorry. But like, this is where, like, um, um, not cancel culture. What am I looking to say? Um, but what do we political say? Political correctness? Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you do have to take into account the time that it was and the fact that we were kids. Because everybody from, like, my age, your age, and, and older, we were all something horrifically offensive. Right. And people didn't think there was anything wrong with it at that time. Right. I mean, it's true. I, now, I, I, like, I wouldn't do that to my kid because we right. know. When you know better, you, you do, do better. better. Right. right. Because as soon as, like, I had not thought about that in ever. Yeah. And as I'm like, oh, I'm, I was a butt, I'm like, ooh. Like, oh, that just saying that out loud just sounds gross. Like, but you, but, that, but we didn't know back then. That's what people did. Like, right. people, that's, and, and I'm, and I'm fairly certain that nobody malicious was like, I hate bums. Right. I right. hate the homeless, and I can't wait to make fun of them. Right. Because our brains didn't work in a manner that was like, oh, someone actually might get their feelings hurt by mm-hmm. this. It was just like. That was what is, it was. This is I'm, this is a time for me to try on something that is different. And, right. And it was a different. So much of it may have been malicious, but so much of it was not. It was just ignorance of. Consider empathy. Yeah. It was empathy and understanding that. And it's sort of the conversation I had on. Um, I was on a cat named Mo on our sister station, The Bones show last night, mm-hmm. talking about ge- the genesis of the conversation was Dave Chappelle's special. Oh, yeah. You hadn't heard about that. But then we got into sort of like political correctness and things like that. And one of the things that I talked about is that 
when, because he posted, oh, Miguel's going to be on to talk about Dave Chappelle. Mm. And I kept going back throughout the day to see the comments. Oh. And I would, and I, I knew it was going to happen, but I wanted to see how crazy it would go. And then people would be like, oh, damn liberals, snowflakes. And that's one of the things I brought up last night is that it's not about people being too sensitive. It's about having consideration for other people's feelings and understanding that what if I dressed up as a bum this year, went to a party, and someone's brother is living on the street with drug addiction? Yeah. Like, granted, you can't always protect everyone if someone's feeling triggered, but why not take a little extra care with someone instead of going as something offensive, going as a Power Ranger or going as Ursula or something? Yeah, there's other options that you could choose. It was just like today when we talked about dressing up in a hazmat suit this year and making fun of the pandemic where it's like a good— there's a good chance you're going to walk somewhere and someone lost somebody from COVID. Right. Like, there's a high chance of that. And so to do that, you're you're going out of your way knowing that it could offend somebody else and knowing it could hurt somebody else and bring back that thought when they're just trying to have a good time. Right. So it's like you could avoid that. And, and some people do take it too far, but the I, the main point of the whole thing is just to be aware and to try to, you know, consider others' feelings. Right. And you can't always not walk on eggshells and knowing what's going to trigger someone else. Right. That's why people also have to take responsibility for their own yes. emotions right. and triggers because that's the healing process. If you're not, if you're expecting everybody else to watch out for you, that's not taking responsibility of you. Right. But why not take the extra step just to be like, is yeah. this insensitive and going to be triggering to someone? Right. And hey, if you th- if that was your intention not to, then you're fine. Yeah. Let's get our guests on the phone before we pick up with the questions. Mm. And we've had her on the podcast before. Um, do you want to set up, Holly, who she is? Just Sharon. So mm-hmm. Sharon um, used to be, uh, used to work here at our family of radio stations, um, was on the promo team, actually did on-air work on our sister station, 97X. Um, <clears throat> so that's how we came to know her. But she's a massive YouTube star. Mm-hmm. Like, was a YouTube star before she was ever doing the radio stuff. Yeah. Hello. Hey, Sharon. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> Good. I'm just setting up your story and who you are. So, cool. Sharon has this huge following on YouTube, like is legit a YouTuber. Star. Yes. And um, and so we had her on to talk about, w- there was a, an episode past, and you can probably look it up wherever you listen to our podcast on, um, but we sort of went through her history and how she got to where she was as a YouTuber. And so um, today we're talking to her again because of, um, what is it, Sharon? Is it like a fundraiser? Is it a charity um, issue? How would you describe this, what you're doing? So I would call it simply just a donation drive. We're collecting period products. So anything anyone could ever need for their period, whether it's like tampons, panty liners, even like heating pads we've been collecting. Oh, Which is yeah. good. So, yeah, we're just collecting those products, and we're going to donate to a local organization. They're called I Support the Girls in Tampa Bay, and they go ahead and they take them and they give it to whoever needs it, whether it's domestic violence and uh, domestic violence shelters, homeless shelters, group homes, schools, and so many more. So we're kind of donating to the one who knows where to donate to, if that makes sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. It's a good thing to do. Absolutely. And you teaming mm. up with somebody for this, yes? Yes, I am teaming up with State Representative Susan Valdez for District 62. Oh, that's big! Look so it's not you. just what, like a little one-off local thing. Like you went like, oh hey, let's let's take this to the next level. 
I'm not going to lie. I do have the advantage. She is my great aunt. So we are related. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Hey, use the connections use to your benefit. There you go. Always use those connections. <laughs> oh, okay. For sure. She does a back to school drive, which is always really fun. She just basically collects all these supplies and she creates backpacks to give to kids right before back to school season. And she's done that for years. Mm. And I've helped out and I'm like, I would love to do this, but connect with like my audience and what I do. So I was like, period supplies. Cause like, I didn't know period poverty. It's, it's a thing. Cause you know, you always hear of like homeless people and like impoverishment and just like, you know, you can't afford these things. And you're, but the first things that come to mind are like food and like clothes and a home, you know, yeah. but then it's like, what about, the people who have their periods, they, exactly. they can't get these supplies. Mm. So I was like, this is perfect. Exactly. Wow. And so many people but, you know. don't want to talk about it. And that's one of the things exactly. um, that you do with your YouTube channel, which is because mm-hmm. your audience is oftentimes teenage girls. And yes. so giving them an outlet to talk about their period, which has been for the forever in the history of time, like a taboo topic mm-hmm. in polite society, although it doesn't need to be because half of us have this, mm-hmm. which exactly. is the craziest thing. And so a lot of times young girls, maybe they're, you know, whoever the adult woman in their life either doesn't do a, um, a thorough job of talking about mm-hmm. it or you're only getting that one funneled view of information mm-hmm. instead of having... Um, like one common thing to share your experiences with. So Sharon mm-hmm. is sort of the the linchpin with this, and she talks about it a lot, which is why it, I think that this was a perfect um, donation situation for you to jump on board with because not only is it for your audience, but it also speaks to the wider picture in exactly what you're talking about. I So mm-hmm. let me just tell you a quick story. When um, I think it was about two years ago, my daughter decided that she wanted to put together bags for homeless people. You know, okay. you, you're driving down, like, Dale Mabry or something, and you see someone on the, on the side of the road. Oftentimes, I don't have cash on me, and I'd like to help out, but we read that you could put together, like, this bag with all kinds of little toiletry items to, like, if you, you keep them in your car and you toss it out the window real quick because then at least you're donating. You're giving something. Right. And it could be, like, toothpaste and toothbrush. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. A little bottle of water, maybe, like, a packet of, like, tuna or something. Like, all kinds of things in here. Um, socks, and we always put a pad in there. I handed this to a homeless gentleman one day, and he looked at <laughs> it, and he was like, "Can you get that out of here?" Oh, and my I was like, "Gosh, I'm like, no, no. I'm yeah. like, don't you know a woman maybe that could use this?" And yeah. he's like, "I don't want to touch it." Really? So this is how <laughs> I know, and this is why I say, like, it goes so far into the different depths of society mm-hmm. that, like, the men are like, "This is gross." Even like, even homeless men are like, "I don't want to hear about this." So that's why yeah. I love that we do talk about it, and that Sharon, you're shining such a, a bright light on it because it does go, I mean, just all through the different classes and all this this thing. Women are going to need this stuff. It affects everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny because when I, I came over to my grandma's house to drop off like one of my bins, because Susan was over there, and one of the males in our family was also visiting, and he reads it, and he just laughs because my, my bin says just period drive, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you couldn't use like a more PC term like menstrual? And I was like, No. And that's why I use period, because that's the problem. You're not okay with saying period. There's nothing wrong with saying that term or that word, because that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And why why is menstrual 
More PC than and period. And it has more men. Oh, 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 oh shit. That's why men are more comfortable with menstrual. Like, I never liked the term menstrual cycle. I'd be like, why is this? To me, that me sounds either. painful. Like, it's that sounds yeah. like that word, that, that descriptive word just sounds like, ooh, girl, are you okay? It sounds laborious You're and taxing, right. which it is, but like, right. let's not have to say it every day. Like, whatever. Sharon, I'm curious. It also takes too long to say. Yeah, sorry. Nah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I'm curious, what has, since you've sort of changed up your 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 social media when it comes to talking mm-hmm. about period stories. How has that affected the young girls that look at your YouTube channel and your social media? I get so many comments, and these are my absolute most favorite comments in the world, about girls telling me, I feel so much more confident in my period, or you've taught me how to put in a tampon, or you let me talk about something that I don't feel comfortable talking to like my own mother about, yeah. which is crazy that awesome. that's even like a thing. Mm. So those are just my absolute most favorite comments to get in the world. I never thought I could pull off like a how to put on a tampon video, but I somehow managed to do it. And wow. a lot of people were like, you finally taught me how to use one. So <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, and I remember being in middle school, I believe, or elementary school. And one of my best friends um, her being scared to talk to her mom about it. Mm-hmm. And she, I remember her being like, I remember us being just like how you knew I was gay. Um, I'm sitting here with my girl best friend. And I remember looking at the instructions and being like, girl, I don't know. I, I have no Even as a woman, clue. when you look at the instructions, sometimes you're like, what the fuck Dude, is yeah. that? Yeah, she was confused. And I was like, I'm the last person that can help you. Like, I'm so sorry. But that's so great that you're providing that resource for girls to feel comfortable to be able to have an outlet to talk about something like that. That's so, so awesome. Thank you. It means a lot. I, I never, like, have that period conversation with my mom. I also think it's a bit of, like, the language barrier because my mom's, you know, very Cuban. She only really speaks Spanish. And she never fully went into detail what a period was. Um, like, I knew she had one. But the only thing I knew was my mom bleeds sometimes. That's it. Right. When I got mine, I thought I was dying. I thought mm. I needed to go to the hospital. I was like, oh, my God, what right. is going on? And then yeah. she's like, that's your period. And that's basically all she left at. She's like, that's your period. Here's a pad. Mm. But, like, there's so much more to it. Yeah. Right. And there's, like, people out there that, like, their moms don't even give them a warning or whoever's in like, don't even give them a warning at you will bleed eventually, which is like, how are you not going to tell someone they're going to bleed eventually? Like I'd be freaking out. You know how many other people are freaking out? And it comes from that, that patriarchal shame where it's like, even the women get sucked into this where it's like, I don't know how to talk about it with my daughter and I am embarrassed. And so let's just not, she'll figure it out. Right. I didn't want to do that with my my daughter and so like she understands she's eight and so she <laughs> understands that i get a period and she i'm not going into like the detail yet but age appropriately yes. i will ramp it up yeah because i was in the dark too like margaret was not that forthcoming right with mm-hmm. the info like when i here's what i do remember when i got my period she was like so excited for me and i was like this does not seem like an exciting day <laughs> she's like you're a woman and i was like this is a great way to Show it. Like, what is that? Right. And she, like, called all the fucking family. And she's like, what? oh, I got her period. My mom, too. Why, <laughs> why are we doing this? Auntie Pearl didn't need to know, but apparently she did. 
Nah, Auntie Uncle Joe gets on the Uncle phone. Uncle Joe got Uncle the call. There you go. Everybody's celebrating. Everybody get Holly got Holly got a parrot. And well, I'm just like, I didn't do anything. It just happened. Right. Like, what? It's anyway. my body. What are you doing? Uh, congratulations. Thanks. I did it myself, oh. I guess. <laughs> Congrats. You can get pregnant now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, so yes, I'm on the same wavelength with you. Love what you're doing. Sharon, you. <laughs> where is all your social media at now, you, you superstar? So all my social media is still at Sharon Cancio. So that's Sharon with one R. A lot of people think it's two R's. And then Cancio is C-A-N-C-I-O. That's YouTube, TikTok. I'm lied. That's not YouTube. That's TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And my YouTube is the word just Sharon. Just so Sharon. literally just Sharon. Yes. And <laughs> how many followers are you at now when it comes to YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram? Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. In total, I think it's about over 600,000 now. Oh, wow. You go, girl. Yeah. Thank you. That is influence right there and helping out little girls For all real. across Good the influence, world. too. Oh, I thank love you. that. Well, Sharon, thank you. And you know, if you ever need to pump anything up like that, you just let us know, okay? Of course, my favorite people on the radio ever. Oh, <laughs> we love you. I love you, too. I miss you guys. Thank you for having you. me. Miss yes, you absolutely. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Look at that. Yeah, so great. That is great. And what's weird is we're having this conversation. I just j- literally last night was explaining to my person the first time I used a tampon. And, like, that whole story just came out. And it was mm. not with my mom. It was with a best friend. And so the the synchronicity of I'm really glad that she came on to talk about that today. That's that is so fantastic. Good. I so love good. it. Anything that you can do to just use your voice for good like yeah, that. Yeah, that platform that she has, using it for positivity and change and good impact. Yeah. Oh, that is so awesome. I love it. Um, Let's do one more question. Um, I'm trying to see what we can do quickly. Uh, oh. Oh. What? Oh wow! Okay. Go well, ahead. this is a simple yes or no. Oh. So we'll do we'll do two real quick. Okay. Uh, Kristen Geary said, "I don't think you all have ever talked about it, but how long do you have left on your contracts? Don't want you all to leave ever um, until the end of the year." And Scott, you just signed yours. Yeah, I got a while. I'm hanging yeah, out. It's different. So Miguel, yeah. Miguel and I have one contract. Yeah. And Scott has another. I have a separate one. And so, Scott, you got like two and a half years. Yeah, I got a little bit. <laughs> I said I got a long contract to go. Yeah. Yeah. So Holly and I, because we yeah. just signed a one-year extension. Yeah. Because uh, our contract was actually up. The actual legit contract itself was up at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. We signed an extension for a year, and so now it's coming up again. Yeah. So look at Kristen with the with the eagle-eyed question over there, girl. Looking she in. said, what's going on? Um, And then, and I'm hoping I'm not pronouncing your name incorrectly, Marsley Melendez said, what are your best and or worst celebrity encounters? Ooh, wow. Best and worst. I would say best is still uh, between Ed Sheeran. Mm -hmm. I definitely put him right up there at the top. And probably Shawn Mendes. Because I always feel like he remembers you. He does. I feel like he. Well, I, I really think he does. I I think so too, and and I also think <clears> that because <throat> we've 
he's one of the few celebrities that we've encountered through the years when we watched him. I wouldn't say at the very beginning of his career, but like right before he went to like the next stratosphere. Yeah. And so we saw him, we met him for the first time in 2015 when he was on tour opening for Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. And then we've met him probably four or five times since then. And he has remained humble. And I think more importantly, what I have seen, especially recently, is that he has surrounded himself with good people that make sure that it's a respectful relationship. With who? With us, radio people, oh, or yeah. just anyone in general. Because a lot of times what happens yeah. is we've met celebrities where they were great. Yeah. It was their people yeah. that weren't great. So many of them have pe- You know whose people suck? Or if they're even the same people, because a lot of life has happened in between. But when we spoke to Halsey, yes. she was uh, wonderful. Right. Her people were bitches. Yeah. And I mean- Sometimes you do need that, but you don't need to be rude. Right. Like, they acted like, how dare we even take up the same air for the amount of time? Like, the, her people were not doing her. It, didn't, it, it it makes you not look that great. But we knew it wasn't her. Right. It was, it, was, it was her people. Because we were doing an interview with her, <clears throat> and we had a certain allotted amount of time. And so I think in those interviews we were doing, it was when we were at an award show, and... I think we each person had like eight minutes or something like that. And so really we went into those things thinking we could probably ask two or three questions depending upon how much the celebrity sort of talked about or answered the question. Right. And Halsey gave some great meaty answers. So they were like, all right, you got to wrap it up. You got two minutes. And she was the one that was talking. Right. And she was going and they were looking at us like, cut the interview, cut the interview. And we were like. I'm not going to tell her to stop. She's giving a great answer. Yeah. I believe it was about social media and, like, mental health. Mental health, it was. And I was like, I'm not. So then it took us out of the interview yeah. when we're trying, when she was giving such an amazing, beautiful answer that was so relatable to her listener or to her fans. Yeah. And it was just like, bruh. Yeah. Like, we're not the ones talking. Right. Um, yeah. But, so, but yeah, uh, th- so I, I guess excluding people's management that may mess it up for them, I totally agree with Ed Sheeran. He was so down to earth. And warm. Warm. Inviting. Sean Mendez, yes. Very grounded. Um, I I was trying to think of a worst scenario. And I was thinking, thinking. I mean, you know, we can talk about Omi, who yeah. isn't even really a celebrity anymore. Cheerleader. Right. Cheerleader. <laughs> but and th- maybe this is just me. Oh. But I will say one of the uh, not-so-great experiences was with Bruno Mars. Oh, that was awkward. Yeah. It yeah. was. That was awkward. You know why? Because, and, like, I don't know what he has been through, and so I'm not saying that he's a bad person. I have no idea who Bruno Mars is, but that's how he wants it. Right. Like, he shouldn't even do interviews because right. he's not going to give you anything besides a character. Like, he's basically playing a character of himself. You want to interview Bruno Mars, but, like, nobody knows who he actually is because he doesn't let you. And that's fine, but then don't do the interview. Yeah, it's like, what's the point of the interview? Well, so are we going to just pretend that you're also not a real human? Like, we're right. all going to – he's, like, setting the table to make it seem like we're all on the same – Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like uh, farce. Mm. It was not, I didn't like it. You know, it was a really cool interview that we all did, though, is the Justin Bieber one. Like, that was a really good one, too. Mm. Like, I actually got the, yeah. like, when we FaceTimed him, like, mm-hmm. a lot warmer and a lot more, you know, able to have a conversation with than yeah. you would think. 
Because a lot of people like, I feel like he gets a bad limelight and like you know social media and stuff because always surrounded by paparazzi and like so now you see videos where he's like, dude. Shut up. I know. Like, leave me alone. But, like, on that conversation, super, super cool. Yeah, Well, I think contrasting, like, the Justin Bieber to the Bruno Mars interview is, like, a perfect example of, like, Justin Bieber would have every right to do an interview and be Justin Bieber, the singer, the performer. I'm sticking just straight to the music. what you've created in your head. Right. Just keep thinking that. Just that. Whereas when we talked to him and he talked about like his housekeeping and like what he was eating his and chef. like just very he like, normal, Haley! right? He's screaming at Haley for like a phone charger or whatever. Right. I mean, and it was it was so human. And it's like we don't do. I stopped trying to do those type of like interviews where I'm like, oh, let me get like that one sound bite that's gonna like go national. I'm like, I would rather for us provide a like normal conversation like to space. where you get a little bit of like. You get to see that celebrity as a human being. Because they are. Right. Whereas opposed to Bruno Mars, it was like, I think, remember asking him, because it was he was with um, Anderson Pack, and we were asking, like, oh, my gosh, like, this whole, you know, a 70s, 80s groove you all have, like, it's so cool. Like, you're going to maybe come up with, like, a fashion line. And he basically was like, no, let's stick to the music. And it was like. All right, I get it. You want to stick to the music. That's cool. But, like, can you just be a little human and, like, maybe tell us why you wanted to go down this path of, like, doing this really cool music that we're all connecting and loving? Yeah. So I guess maybe he has so much of a barrier up, whereas, like you said, Scott, Justin Bieber, I just felt like he was somebody we work with that walked in yeah, and we were just chatting. like, Stop. yeah. Or he would he could have been like anybody like somebody's brother. Right. They yeah. like walked in and were like, Oh so Justin's we, here. Yeah, what kind of Doritos you oh you doing that uh the gluten free lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. If you weren't, like well yeah, like it was just a normal conversation where right. it, it, like I said, I'm not saying like Bruno Mars is a bad person, so please don't take it that way. But whatever his machine is as a as a performer, nope, you're not getting through any of that. Like we have no idea. No one does about who Bruno Mars actually is. Right, and I think a lot of times that can be used, obviously, as um, a protection yeah. mechanism. Because, I mean, listen, you get a lot of crappy radio interviews and a oh, lot of yeah. people that do interviews where they're trying to get you and they're trying to get you to slip up and they're trying to get Ugh. that one little line radio. that they want to send to you know the uh, national trades yeah. or E-Online or whatever to get their name in, in, in the national print. Yeah. And so they do those types of interviews. So, of course, I understand you're going to have those uh, those guards Reservations. Up. And yeah. listen, I'm not saying radio is part of the problem. Right. Because... In our industry, just like in any industry, there's assholes and there's decent people. Right. Except we, do, we happen to have a lot of assholes. Yes. And so, like, they all think that they're so good and so funny right. and so deserving of, like, fame <laughs> themselves. And so Ooh. those are the ones. Like, if I, was a, uh, if I was a celebrity and I was being interviewed by, like, Johnny Radio Guy, I'd be like, get this guy clown out of my face and so we do it to ourselves like we shoot right. ourselves in the foot yeah, I understand. absolutely That's i understand true. well and i also think too when it comes to radio like there's not a lot of training that we get on how to do interviews valid and so i get the mentality of you know if i'm a young radio person and i'm trying to make a name for myself and i think i've got to do something shocking or crazy or goofy to get my name out there with this celebrity or to be known in the industry. So I want to do something crazy. Whereas 
the more you come across as a human being yeah. to the celebrity, the more that they're going to give you, hopefully. That's all you can do. Yeah. You just put yourself out there and hope that they respond. And then sometimes they don't, like Bruno Mars. Right. And that's okay. Now we know. Right, right. So perfect. next time we interview him, it's like we're going straight to the music. All music. We're just All talking music. about your process, that the, that type of stuff. Yeah. As opposed to Sean Mendez when he, he went on about his journal and him yes. and Camila Cabello, and I was like, oh, girl, he's giving us the tea right now. I didn't think he was going to go that much into it, but he we always approach him as a human being. Yeah. So there you go. Those are good questions. Those are good questions. So yeah, we'll, answer more questions. Yeah, so we'll come good. we'll come back to some more um, on Friday's podcast. So, uh, Scott, what's all of your social media? At Scott Tavlin, S C O T T T A V L I N. Holly, Radio Holly, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and what we owe. Mine is Miguel Fuller. Oh. everywhere. And also, we just launched a contest. Uh, today is what uh, October thirteenth. So, obviously, if you're listening to this time-delayed past next Wednesday, you will be too late, but you have a week to register for Miguel and Holly Live's hottest seat in the house, which is what, Holly? So, it's brought to us, uh, all thanks to 1-800-ASK-GARY. You can enter at hot1015tampabay.com and register to win, like, a seat on the stage Yes. at Miguel and Holly Live. And so, uh, what you're entering to win would be to sit on the couch like you and your plus one, sitting on the couch with us, watching us sweat, running uh, all over the place. It would be pretty awesome. I, if I wasn't doing the show, I'd want to sit. It's the best right. seat in the house. Yeah. You're right there next to us. So go register for that. Hot1015tampabay.com. Make sure to leave us a review and a rating. We really appreciate it. And we will see you Friday.